I think that number one, if you're not going to use an ICG type of a company, I would find a marketplace that you're interested in investing based on price points and what rental income and all that good stuff. Best ever listeners, before today's episode, I want to invite you to join us in Keystone, Colorado, February 20th through 22nd. It is the 2020 Best Ever Conference. And not only do I want to invite you to join us, I want to invite you to earn 15% for every ticket that you're responsible for selling should you join as an affiliate for the conference. Great way to earn money. And also, if you're planning on attending, great way to pay for your ticket, essentially. You get enough sales. So you can go to BEC20.com. And in the top left corner, it says earn 15% as an affiliate. You can click that, join the affiliate program, and you got all the resources that you need to share the good word about the Best Ever Conference in Keystone, Colorado. And we will be talking more about this on future episodes. But for now, go check out BEC20.com and that affiliate page. You can earn 15% as an affiliate, and we will see you in Keystone, Colorado. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks. I'll be hosting today's show. And today, we'll be speaking with Chris Stafford. Chris, how are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Looking forward to our conversation. And best of listeners, you might recognize Chris's voice and or name because he is a repeat guest. Make sure you check out his first episode about a year ago, episode 1435, How to Pick Markets to Remotely Invest in with Chris Stafford. And since he's a repeat guest, today is going to be Situation Saturday. So today's Saturday, and we're going to be going over a sticky situation that Chris encountered, as well as some of his coaching clients have also encountered. And well, it's probably something you've encountered as well. And that is when you are in a large metropolitan area like San Francisco, and you're having trouble with fear yard. So Chris is going to go over that. Before we get into that though, Chris, do you mind telling us a little bit more about your background and what you've been up to since we last spoke. So again, thanks for having me on, Theo. I have been selling real estate as a real estate broker in San Francisco for over 25 years and also real estate coach. Theagentunleashed.com is a great website where I actually created a coaching program and a mastermind group. But one of the other things I've been doing too is investing nationally and internationally in real estate. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. Perfect. Okay. So I'm going to just let you take it away, whichever direction you want to. How did you overcome the fear of investing in real estate out of your particular market in San Francisco? Well, Theo, it was all based on desperation. (laughs) I was desperate to find properties in the United States that I could actually make some money on. It's very difficult for those best ever listeners that are in large metropolitan areas. It's very difficult to invest in real estate that has really high prices. So you try to get some kind of return, a decent gross rent multiplier, or a decent cap rate. You probably all know that it's really difficult to do that in a large metro area. So I wanted to try to see what I could do to invest in other kinds of properties in different areas of the country. And that led me to finding second tier cities in the country through some research and exploration that a lot of these cities are not all that sexy, but they are really good markets because as most of your best ever listeners know, 
the United States is made up with a bunch of different local real estate markets. You know, you can't generalize one market for the whole country. And some of these second tier markets really have strong employment prospects. They have a lot of headquarters of companies. Their local economy is amazing, despite what is happening in the rest of the country. So what I would recommend and what I've done before for myself and what I'm telling my clients to do as well is find those markets, find those secondary markets where you can get properties for a lot less expense, a lot less money. Your returns are much greater. You're in a really strong local economy where your long-term appreciation is going to be through the roof. So I had a hard time finding local stuff. So I decided to take the leap and find markets outside of San Francisco. And that's what I've done. And I've done it on a national basis and also on an international basis as well. So when you first encountered this aspiration, you determined that you're going to invest in these second tier cities. What is the first city you invested in? And then maybe walk us through the process you did to to evaluate that market before buying that deal. Well, this is the beauty of it. I've got the magic bullet deal, (laughs) the magic bullet to make this happen. And that is I started doing all this research on my own trying to find these second tier cities. And number one, you got to find the cities. Then you've got to research the local areas and research the employment prospects and the local economy and what the Chamber of Commerce is doing and blah, blah, blah. And obviously your best ever listeners can realize that this can be a real onerous process. I did that for a while and then I came upon an organization that does it for you. I have no affiliation with this organization, but it's called ICG Real Estate. And ICG basically does all that for you. They actually determine the best cities to invest in. They address the local economy. They look at the price points. They look at your returns, your cap rates for you. And then they offer those cities to you. And then what's great about this, which I really loved, is not only do they identify the cities, they identify the type of properties that are the best in that particular city, whether it's apartments, single family homes, what have you. But then they also assemble a team in that city. So they will actually put together a real estate agent, a property manager, insurance agent, mortgage broker, if you're going to get a loan on the property. So that was really my godsend to me. So the first city that I actually invested in was Oklahoma City. And again, for your listeners in Oklahoma City, which is a beautiful city, but it's not necessarily the first city that somebody would have off the top of their head in terms of investing in real estate, but gorgeous city. But the local economy and the dynamics in Oklahoma City really make it attractive for real estate investors. And it was so at the time that I invested. This was about 10 years ago. Then I fell into ICG's lap. They put me in touch with everybody. And that was really the best thing that I've ever done, really, from a real estate investment standpoint. Do you mind giving us the specifics on that first deal in Oklahoma City? What you bought it for? Was it a rental? What did it rent for? How much money you made on it? Things like that. Sure. So I purchased two properties. This is one thing I would absolutely suggest to do before I go into that. One is it's really easy because they provide you with so much information to be lulled into a sense of security about what you're doing and how your investment is. Highly recommend boots on the ground. So make sure that you definitely go there and check it out yourself. They do a lot of research for you. There's a lot of exchange of information before you actually go there, but definitely go there. I flew there with my business partner for literally 24 hours met the team and looked at a bunch of properties. And then we purchased two properties, two single family homes. And as you can imagine in the Midwest and really quite frankly, anywhere in the country, a three to four bedroom home, brand new. So you don't have issues with repairs and all that kind of stuff. 
two-car parking, all the things that a typical American family would want. We found two of those properties and purchased them for $160,000 each. So coming from San Francisco or New York, Miami, LA, you can imagine that this price point for a lot of your uh, best ever listeners, it blew my mind away that you could buy a brand new home from a developer, four bedroom home, two car parking, huge yard for $160,000. And I think the cap rate we're getting on that is pretty close to 10%. So we purchased the properties and we're renting those properties out. And this is the beauty of this is, and I strongly recommend this as well too, which makes it so easy. Again, they have a huge team there that really takes care of you. And part of that team is a property manager. And we just got hooked into a great property manager that really knows their stuff. And it's been really just an amazing investment with hardly any effort or energy on my part. So since you're investing out of state, obviously you're not able to see these properties very often. Let's look at it on the front end first. They mentioned that you and your business partner flew out to Oklahoma City. It was a 24-hour trip. You met with the team, and then you went out and looked at properties. Since you know you're only going to be there for 24 hours before making this purchase decision, can you walk us through what specifically you did while you were looking at the property to, to make sure you knew enough, you had enough information to make an educated offer? Yeah, good question, Theo. One of the things you have to do before you even get on a plane is that you actually do a lot of research before. So there's a huge amount of information that you're exchanging with the real estate agent and with the property manager and mortgage broker or whatever. And that all happens before you even get on the plane. So on paper, you're already looking at pictures of what the properties look like. You're looking at the floor plans. You're looking at the rates of return provided by the property manager based on the rents. So you're feeling really good about everything and you understand what's the dynamics of the local economy and all that. You feel good about everything before you even get on the plane. So really all you're doing is when you get on the plane, you land there and you're gonna meet the team number one and then spend three, four five hours looking at properties and then you make a decision. So to answer your question in a long-winded way is it's almost like you've done all your research up front and you're really just going there to kick the tires and make sure everything is real. And then what about on an ongoing basis? So for these deals you purchase out of state, how often are you actually going back and visiting those in person? <laughs> well, that's the beauty of it. I haven't been back to Oklahoma City since. And that was about 10 years ago. And the reason, again, is because I've got a just amazing property manager. And the property manager is worth their weight in gold because they are taking care of all the problems. They're the ones fielding all the phone calls. And they are the ones finding the tenants, screening the tenants. I just had a turnover in one of my houses there. I'm sorry, we bought three properties also in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I just had a turnover there. And the property manager basically screamed, oh, we have two really great candidates. Here's their credit score. Here's their tenant profile. Who do you want to choose? And I always say, well, which one do you think is better? And I go with that. So I don't have to go back because there's so much exchange of information from the property manager. I feel totally comfortable. And this is going on 10, 12 years now that I've been getting this great return. Is it better to have a consistent scheduled phone call with a management company every week, every month, or is it better to just have sporadic contact with them whenever they need something or you need something? Well, initially, yes, I probably contacted them myself once a month just to make sure everything was going on. But then you get to a point where your trust level and confidence level with your property manager is going to be pretty high. And then they only contact you when there is a problem. 
a fence falls down and you need to fix that or if there's a change in tenant, whatever. But it's really a real estate investment by just on automatic timer. I just love it. So I know you would answer this question a little bit differently since you found this management company through ICG. But for someone who is brand new to asset investing, and for some reason, they're, they're not going to go through a company that kind of presents everything they need to them. What advice would you give to our best ever listeners for selecting the right property management company? So first, how do you find them? And once you find them, what type of screening should you put them through upfront as well as on an ongoing basis? Well, I think that number one, if you're not going to use an ICG type of a company, I would find a marketplace that you're interested in investing based on price points and what rental income and all that good stuff. So if you're in a large metropolitan area, then you probably want to go outside that area, maybe just even two, three hours outside that area. There might be some really good rental markets outside your large metro area. If you're not in a large metro area and you can do it in your own backyard, number one, I would get some referrals to property management companies and introduce yourself and interview them. That's the first step. Concurrently with that would also be analyzing these marketplaces. You have to figure out by looking at the stats from the local chamber of commerce, what are the employment prospects? What's really driving this particular community? Are there any headquarters coming into the city? What are the long-term economic prospects for this city? A lot of that information you can get from your local chamber of commerce, but a lot of that you can get from a chamber um, property manager. So if you interview property managers and you get one that you really click with, then they can provide a lot of that information. And then also to find a realtor through your referral network or through the property manager and find a realtor that have their finger on the pulse of what's going on. Because for me, I wasn't just looking at price points right now and what the rental income right now was. I wanted to know 10, 20 years down the road, is Dell Computing going to bring in a manufacturing plant into Oklahoma City, which they did? And what are these people doing for a living there? What is the major industry in that town? And what's the prospects for that industry? So a lot of it's is a guesstimate, but a lot of it's just getting your own comfort level through the information you can get from a chamber of commerce, a realtor, and a property manager as to what are the long-term economic prospects for the town. And then combine that with what do you have to pay for a house and what kind of income do you get from it? Yeah, totally agree. We are not the experts on the market because we're not there 24 hours a day. Whereas if you're investing out of state, you find a property management company and the right broker. They are the ones that not only are boots on the ground there all the time, but they're also doing all the research on the markets. And so they'll have much better information than we would have. because They've been doing this for years, whereas we've only been there for a few hours. So just kind of diving a little bit deeper into the property management company. You said about how to find them, which is through referrals, which is obviously word of mouth referrals are the best way to find solid candidates. When you're interviewing them, what are some of the most important questions to ask them? Or of course, you could do some research beforehand. So what are the characteristics that you'd want to see in a property management company that you'd bring on to your team? Using a really good property management company that is well-respected and is a good management company is obviously so important. And I just went through this whole process. Uh, I just recently bought a condo in Panama City, Panama. So I've actually started to expand my national outlook to an international basis. And I've been looking at a lot of properties for the same reason. Some very stable countries have amazing, amazing rental income deals in Spain, for instance, or Panama, Colombia, Chile. So that's something that you might want to check out too. But 
to answer your question, I just went through this situation with a property management company there. And I think finding someone that's been in the business for a while, finding somebody that has really good information that's going to keep you happy with the economic and all the other information they're going to give you. People, they're going to communicate. So you get a sense right off the bat, is somebody going to return your call or return your email in one hour or one day? So that's going to do it. But what I have found, whether it's nationally or internationally, I think it's so important, again, to go back to boots on the ground. Once you do your research and you interview them, for me, a lot of it has to do with just the personal connection I feel with somebody. As you probably know, Theo, just having a real estate agent that you can really emotionally connect with, that your intuition is telling you that this is a good agent and I connect with this agent. Same thing goes with a property manager. You need to be belly to belly. You need to get in front of them after you've done your initial research and go out to lunch with them, quiz them on the local market. What are the major things that are happening that are positive in the local market? What are the negative things that you see? And I think that as all of us, once we get belly to belly with somebody and we can get in front of them, you're going to get a good sense for whether your radar is saying, nah, this person might be shady or this management company is going to be top notch and a crack management company. So I think that's the key. Perfect. Yep. Thanks for answering that question. So changing gears a little bit before we wrap up, you mentioned that you're a coach. I'm not necessarily sure what type of coaching you do, but you did mention that you work with motivated listing agents, helping them 10x their income on doing life. Plus, the, the title is Overcoming the Fear of Real Estate Investing Nationally and Internationally. So I'm assuming, besides all the details we've gone over so far, that most people are going to have maybe a mindset barrier to investing somewhere where they can't actually see their deal constantly. I know that's an issue that I probably have as well, which is why I typically only invest in places I live. So if you've got a client who has that issue, they live in San Francisco, they can't find any deals, they're frustrated. But for some reason, they have a barrier in their mind that is stopping them from investing out of state. What would you tell that person? Well, I would tell that person to, number one, have an open mind with regard to investing in other states or internationally, but start off small. And I think that also, if I'm specifically talking to best ever listeners or my clients that have this sort of fear of going out into the unknown is one of the things that I have found is that the more information that you are packed with, the more information you have in your arsenal about how things work, talking to people that have done it, I certainly welcome any of your best ever listeners to call me or shoot me an email because I could talk about this for hours on end. Find people that have done it. And again, the more information that you can get in your arsenal, I think the more comfortable and confident that you're gonna be in investing in other places. Because it's not a hard leap to make when you have somebody who's used to a $1.5 million average selling price in some of the large metropolitan cities in the country to say, hey, listen, I could go to another market and spend $160,000 for a brand new four bedroom home. That's pretty exciting for a lot of people that are looking to invest and can't find it locally. So find somebody that's done it and get as much information and research as you can. And my guess is either, like I tell my buyers, you're going to become a lot more comfortable or you're not, but you're not going to be neutral about it. All right, Chris, is there anything else they haven't talked about so far as it relates to overcoming the fear of investing in real estate nationally, internationally that we haven't talked about yet? Well, like I said, Theo, I could talk about this for hours. Anybody has any questions, feel free to hit me up. You're going to probably send out my email and my contact information. I'd be more than happy to talk to anybody at any time. Do you want to just quickly give your email and your phone number right now so best of your listeners can give that information if they're just listening? Sure, absolutely. My email is chris, C-H-R-I-S, 
at ChristopherStafford.com, Chris at ChristopherStafford.com. And my phone number is area code 415-518-6726. And also check me out at www.thelistingagent.com. All right, Chris, thanks for coming on the show again and giving your advice on how to overcome the fear of investing out of state. Just to quickly summarize some of the major takeaways. Well, you mentioned that you came across this issue out of desperation and you had to define properties to make money on that didn't cost you millions of dollars, as you mentioned. And your solution was to invest in these second tier cities. We talked about what a second tier city is. The benefits are greater returns, less expensive properties with long-term appreciation. And if you kind of want the magic solution to how to actually do this would be to find an ICG type company that not only determines the best cities to invest in and what are the best types of properties to invest in in that city, but also has a team on the ground that can help you get started. And you mentioned your first deal in Oklahoma City and how you went about that entire process. And then we also went and deep dive into the property management company. So what are good characteristics of property management company, how to find them, find them through referrals, and then make sure you interview them. And you want to know how long they've been in business for, how much information do they know about the market? Do they have good communication skills? But it ultimately kind of comes down to meeting them in person, getting belly to belly, as you say, and kind of getting a gut feeling about how you feel about that person. And then lastly, we kind of talked a little about mindset and how to overcome the fear of investing out of state. And one is to have an open mind. Two is to gather as much information as possible because that will result in more confidence. Three is to talk to people who have actually done it. And then four is basically money talks. So someone who's used to seeing single family homes go for $1.6 million are probably going to be pretty excited when they see that they can buy a similar property for a tenth of the price. Like what you did, your two single family homes you bought for 160K each and was able to achieve a 10% cap rate. Mm -hmm. So again, really appreciate it, Chris. Chris gave his email. He gave his phone number. You can also visit him at theagentunleashed.com. Best of our listeners, thank you for listening. Have the best of our day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Best of our listeners, go to BEC20.com. Look in the top left-hand corner. You can earn 15% as an affiliate. You can join the affiliate program and participate in the conference that way and basically earn a free ticket to the conference, BEC20.com. Have you heard about the latest podcast for entrepreneurs called Tough Decisions? Listen to Dan and Danae Hanford as they interview successful people from around the world about tough decisions as entrepreneurs. Visit toughdecisions.net and be sure to subscribe to their free weekly entrepreneurial email. That's toughdecisions.net.